It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Monday, it is the 22nd of June. Great to be here with you. This is the COB. All the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, and startups as well. I'm Nadine Blaney here with uh, David Scott. Scotty, how was your Monday? It was good. It was a reasonable start to the week for the local market, albeit very surprising considering what we saw in terms of news flow over the weekend and the, uh, the week lead from Wall Street. But look, it's the era of easy monetary policy, and I uh, know, lo and behold, the dip was bought. Yeah, there really perhaps isn't a lot more to it than that. We saw strength in the financials. Uh, that looked pretty good with CBA, one of the big moves by index weight up by about 1%. Um, as I look at the market map, it's also pretty interesting to see that we continue to see relative strength being seen in the retailers. So West Farmers, for example, JB Hi-Fi, Premier Investments. We saw Super Retail pushing higher. Uh, you know, I could go on. Kogan in the online space, all doing well. I think that's a hangover from last week. We saw pretty decent retail sales results coming through on Friday and just that, you know, parade of companies updating. And if they've got their online offering right, it seems as if, um, you know, they're being rewarded. Uh, The question, though, you've got to think, I mean, we were chatting about it with Tony Morris from Bank of America, chatting about it with many of our guests today. It's what happens when JobKeeper and JobSeeker are wound back at the end of September. Yes, and uh, I don't think that the, uh, the recovery we're seeing in retail spending is going to be a sustained recovery, uh, unfortunately. Um, anyone who was around when the GSC was out and saw how the, the government stimulus checks were spent know that it was spent in discretionary retailers. Australians went out there and they went and spent it straight away. That's exactly what we're seeing on this occasion. Uh, I can't help but think that this is just a whole bunch of stimulus coming through at once given to households and consumers who are more than likely to go and spend it. We've seen that. But, and this is the but, we've seen from the labour market data last Thursday that all is not roses and roses in Australia at the moment when it comes to the outlook for the jobs market. And it's going to take years for that to go to recover, whereas the stimulus that's coming through is only a temporary thing. So I would be very, very concerned if you're extrapolating what you've seen in the past you know, you know, few months in terms of spending over the longer term because uh, it's uh, driven by things which I think are unsustainable. Yeah, it's interesting. I spoke with the investment director at Fidelity International in Hong Kong, Catherine Young. Uh, some of the same lines can be drawn around the Chinese consumer and behavior, a lot of it coming down to what's happening online. Um, you know, lots of government support there as well uh, when it comes to supporting the consumers, supporting the domestic economy in particular. It was interesting to note, though, that she said when it comes to massive stimulus, Chinese authorities are taking a very much a wait-and-see approach, um, which is really interesting if you think about it from an Australian perspective. Uh, you know, a lot of what we do relies on China getting the infrastructure spending right. If you'd like to listen to that interview with uh, Catherine Young, it's worthwhile, and you can access it during the show notes. Interesting as well, 
She said that when it comes to uh, the equity market in China, we're seeing a lot of the same themes emerge that we're talking about in the U.S. with Robinhood. And we've started to talk about here in Australia as well with just these retail investors coming in, new investors coming into these online platforms. Self Wealth is a company that came on my radar last week and it has seen its volumes growing exponentially, not just through this COVID crisis, but right from the beginning of the year. It's a 47 cent stock and it has seen its share price lift today again by about 20 percent. I spoke with the CEO earlier today, Scuddy. He said, look, yes, through COVID, they have seen a whole bunch of new investors coming in. But it was interesting because he said the thing that they're doing, though, is the majority of them are buying and holding. And again, you know, we talk about JobKeeper and JobSeeker money potentially being invested on the platform. If you'd like to hear what he has to say on that front, again, it's a worthwhile interview. You can do so just by accessing that uh, video via the show notes. Um, Another company, Scuddy, that did well today uh, was James Hardy. And uh, the share price by the end of the session was up by about 7.5%. Positivity coming from its U.S. operations. Yeah, and uh, look, the data of the U.S. has been mixed. Obviously, the home builder uh, NAHB survey, which comes out monthly, has been pretty resilient. Uh, we're seeing also a lot of data coming through in terms of uh, you know, both building permits and starts, also existing home sales. By and large, it's been a little bit better than expected. It does jump around month to month. Obviously, we've got a lot of volatility at the moment, but any company which is coming out and actually upgrading uh, in this environment is obviously being rewarded. James Hardy, the latest today. And uh, that's also our stock of the day, James Hardy. So Kashi sat down with two experts, Gaurav Sodhi from the Intelligent Investor and Nathan Samasandram from Blue Ocean Equities to slice and dice James Hardy. Here's what Gaurav Sodhi had to say. We bought James Hardy during the pandemic. It's a stock that we've done a lot of background on um, and we've waited and waited for an opportunity to buy it. And I'm thrilled mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a major part of the portfolio now. We upgraded it as a buyer for our members as well. I think it's a misunderstood and underestimated business. It's actually one of the great Australian businesses. And because of its historical uh, deviances and, and because of the industry it's in, which is usually yeah. lousy, yeah. Um, it gets missed a lot. But even if you just, if all you did was just look at the numbers, you'd find a wonderful business. Once you dig a little bit deeper, um, right. that impression only gets better and better. It's one of the best quality businesses in the market. Um, in, even in the sector, you always have one that stands out from the rest. Mm. James Hardy, by a country mile. I mean, it should not be even mentioned in the same breath as Ball. You buy this thing and you can go to sleep and you're not going to be struggling. And the track record proves it. Management has delivered consistently. It is a high quality business. Am I buying it here for the macro? Probably not. Right. Um, mm. As Gurev said, when there is a panic, this is one of those ones on your shopping list. It's, right. it's okay. what, what I would consider, if you're going out to buy a, what the, the term is GOAT, you know, yeah. greatest of all time type portfolio in Aussie, this is one of those. And that was Nathan Samasundram there finishing the thoughts on James Hardy. I think it's worthwhile pointing out that we are expecting to get data on existing home sales out in the U.S. tonight. That's for the month of May. The market is expecting a better outcome of minus 4.2% from minus 17.8%. It's a pretty quiet week though, really, when it comes to economic data on the home front, at least, Scuddy. I suppose we should mention as well that we heard from the RBA Governor Phil Lowe today. Oh, not groundbreaking, is that? 
what your takeaway was? Uh, not particularly. The biggest insight into the speech for me was somebody was talking about changing the, uh, the monetary policy parameters, which is essentially the inflation target uh, to potentially include uh, unemployment, which a lot of other central banks yeah. don't have as their mandate. The, uh, the Reserve Bank in New Zealand recently switched to going having that dual mandate. The Fed does it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, no discussion about the, uh, no, the, the, what they should be targeting for the inflation uh, target. Uh, I couldn't imagine for life of me for them to actually go and lower it because that means that they're basically giving up trying to go and stimulate the economy. They're just like, oh, we're happy to go muddle through. Um, but I was interested that he mentioned it, and that's pretty key because it says that there must be something in the works coming through that maybe there could potentially be a change in the future. Yeah, well, that is interesting. Um, we spoke with Deanna Messina about that one. She's from AMP Capital. You can find that on our website, which is www.ozbiz.com.au. But yeah, you've got to think that if it came to a change of inflation targeting, there would have to be some of those bigger structural issues that we've known about for quite some time there. Uh, Tomorrow we get the weekly ANZ consumer confidence read. Look, I've been speaking with a lot of people that um, are saying, you know, consumer confidence is the metric. Uh, you know, that you want to pay attention to now, given we've got just so much coming through that's being COVID affected. This is a very volatile read, but we did see consumer confidence lifting once again last week. So we'll keep our eye out for that. And then later in the day tomorrow, we get some of that flash manufacturing um, data coming from Europe in particular, as well as the United States. We also get the Australian iteration of that as well. So that'll be very important. I will be paying more attention to that than the rebound in consumer confidence because we already know that the consumer confidence has rebounded. Good, good. All right. Noted, Scuddy. Uh, let's talk about guests tomorrow. Justin Breitling, who is CIO of Watermark Funds Manager Management. Um, so we'll be talking about thematics, some from a hedge fund point of view. We'll be chatting with Warren Hogan from EQ Economics. It's always a good one. We'll no doubt be talking to him about Phil Lowe's comments today. Uh, Raymond Young is the chief economist from China, from ANZ. And um, at 2.20, we'll be speaking with the CEO and managing director of Layaway Travel. So that's a lay-by travel company. Interesting to note and see when he sees travel getting back to normal. So lots coming up on Ausbiz tomorrow. Um, It's been great, though, having you here today. That is the COB for this Monday. We look forward to having you guys join us tomorrow. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you tomorrow again, Scotty, as well. I'm sure it'll be a terrific Tuesday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.